Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another thrilling edition of You Wouldn't Get It. Connor McPartland alongside your younger brother and co-host, Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Hello. Uh, today we are going to be talking about a film called Self-Reliance. It uh, is one of the first new releases of 2024. It came out two weeks ago. Um, this is uh, written and directed by Jake Johnson. Um, he's also the star of a movie. Uh, he plays Tommy, who is kind of a character we often associate with Jake Johnson, yeah. a sort of uh, man-child at a dead-end job, just got out of a relationship with his girlfriend. And he is offered uh, to participate in a dark web game uh, where he will basically be hunted for 30 days. And if he survives those 30 days, he wins a million dollars. He will not be hunted as long as he is with somebody. So if he is alone, people will come and try to murder him. If he is with somebody, um, he, he is free. Um, and, and so the movie just kind of chronicles his experience in this competition. Uh, what did you think of the film, Aiden? Very, very enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable. And that's watching the movie it doesn't really like give you a whole lot to chew on you know yeah that's true it, it it's very quick it's it like is 85 minutes yeah, it's like an yeah. hour and 20 it's so short yeah which honestly i i i'm pro short movies i am too and i think with this movie itself even though it does take place over the course of 30 days and for the most part you kind of see like you all see 30 pretty days much every single day yeah um I wouldn't say that the that the concept necessarily warranted, say, a two-hour movie, which particularly drags with comedy movies. Yes, very much so. I mean, it is nice that in this era where movies seemingly are longer and longer than mm -hmm. they ever have been before, you always need these nice, quick movies that I think Hulu is really good with. Like Hulu is great at this. No one will save you. Yeah, Quiz Lady, Quiz Lady last year quick was incredibly enjoyable. Minutes. Quick 90 minutes. Yeah, quick 90 minutes. Um, Paul's... Palm Springs, also this yes. way too, also really enjoyable. They're very good movie. at like keeping keeping these movies short. Yeah, and this movie, I definitely like was into it. Like the entire runtime, I did not feel bored and was not checking my watch because it is a very fast paced movie. It is, and it's also like surprisingly genre in that there are times he seemed interested in making it sort of like um, not quite a conspiracy, but. Uh, they they establish early on in the movie that this guy has lied in the past before and uh, to sort of cover up his his trauma, whether it be his father leaving or getting out of this 23-year re relationship that he had. And so there's a lot of time, like nobody believes him in the movie that yeah. he's actually participating in this. And so it's like, uh, what what's real? Is this real? Is this <laughs> not? Is this just in this guy's head? Which I thought was kind of an interesting approach while also being it was, a yeah. lot of moments that really made me laugh. Yeah, and that's it is a really funny movie. It is. There are a ton because they just kind of let him cook. They like, just let he, Jake Johnson be Jake which, Johnson. I guess we say they, but he wrote he, this. He movie. lets himself be yeah, Jake Johnson. He, yeah, he everything we know about like what he's played. Yeah, he just kind of embodies all of it, and he is really good at playing Jake Johnson. And I think he he 
clearly picked his friends to be in this movie, but yeah. he has great chemistry with everybody. So, like, Anna Kendrick um, plays a, another woman who's competing um, in this dark web game with him. Um, this is, like, the fourth movie I think they've been in together. They have really great chemistry. Uh, his sisters are played by, like, Mary Holland and Emily Hampshire, who are two very underrated actresses. Yeah. Um, Mary Holland... Some people may know from like Happiest Season, um, Emily Hampshire. People know as Stevie from uh, Schitt's Creek. Uh, Andy Samberg is also in this movie. Like two, two scenes, scenes for him. Yeah, two scenes kills it. I I wasn't a huge fan of how he plays Andy Samberg, like how he yeah. plays himself in the movie. But I get it because that's where a lot of the jokes come from. I just never really like when actors play themselves in movies because typically they do the same shtick and play like a heightened version of themselves. It's like I'm yeah. super rich and super famous. Um, but yeah, I thought, what did you think of his directing? I actually thought it was a very well-directed movie. I yeah. thought there's a style to it. There is. Which a lot of, like, comedies sometimes don't have, but it seems like every Hulu comedy has, like, a certain style to it. There's nothing, like, flashy or showy in this movie. No. There's no long take, tracking shot, anything like that. But there's some interesting choices that he makes. Like, there's one scene where um, he sort of is, like, approached by a bunch of people at night. They basically, like, break into his bedroom. I don't know if yeah. you remember the scene or not. And then, like, slowly a bunch more people come, <laughs> come out. Yeah. And just the way he shoots, it's already a funny enough idea, but just the way that he shoots it, which is sort of like a 360 view of the room, I was like, oh, that's actually that's, that's pretty yeah. impressive. And there's a, near the end, there's like this sort of chase scene between yes. him and somebody. And the way he shoots that, the way he uses night as well throughout a lot the movie, of night scenes, it's a lot yeah. of night and actually it's like creates a certain like unnerving effect yeah that i thought was really cool yeah and i think it it's also strongly written too because it seems very realistic about a person in this situation oh, who's gonna, yeah like towards the end of the movie and when the audience really thinks like is it worth it what this guy is putting himself through? Like, it's a million dollars, but is it really worth it? I thought it was, like, really smart. It was, yes. I think there are a few, like, nitpicks here and there. Like, what did you think of Anna Kendrick's character? I don't think that that's a person. I don't think that that's, like, anybody I've at least come across before. It really did feel like, um, like, comedy movie character. Yeah. I, I did, did not you have like problems? I did not like her character okay. in this movie. It doesn't feel like an actual human being. Yeah, that's kind of where it feels I was like going uh, off of. an object to like have him bounce jokes off of. And it's supposed to be like showing like the whole point of the movie is here's this guy who is very lonely, very isolated, and it's only when he's forced to be with other people that he becomes less so, right? Mm -hmm. And he is sort of uh, finds love and and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I d just like she constantly was like saying jokes and stuff, which is yeah. like what you expect from a comedy movie. But it's not an over the top satire, which is the thing, you know, like if it was, which I definitely a thought ball, it was going to be. I yeah. thought it was going to be like a screwball comedy, but yeah. it actually takes itself pretty seriously. I mean, there are very real moments in it. Like there is a scene in the movie where he reunites with his father and it's like pretty it's like a yeah. pretty something that you would not find in like a todd phillips movie from like 2003 you know um 
but yeah overall i think it's a solid like three out of five stars yeah that's that that would be mine as well i think that it's it's just enjoyable but it doesn't like i didn't really think about it after i watched it yeah that's that's the thing is like is this a movie that like when we're making our year endless in december i'm like oh i totally forgot that that movie came out Mm -hmm. um it it wasn't as like you know holding my gut laughing as much as i as i would have liked but at the same time a lot of enjoyable people in it. any anything with his family i did think was actually really good really good because really yes. really so it was really good yeah when he was with his family because that's sort of the opposite of what we were talking about with kendrick who i who you know i, I didn't like the character but she was definitely trying you could mm-hmm. tell i yeah. think that this was it could have been more than like what five or six days for her shooting this <laughs> movie not. and she was like she was actually trying but with the sisters it's like that's actually how it seems like siblings would <laughs> would, would react, react and interact with each other and you're right everything with like his mom um mary holland's husband is whoever that guy so- is so good it's so funny that's probably my favorite sequence in the movie yes. when jake johnson goes, goes over to his, to his house. house um for one of the first nights it's just so that that was that's really funny it, yeah he's really really good in it. and once again only has like two and a half scenes yeah it's like it's it's a perfect heat check for him which feels weird to say with a movie this short that anybody <laughs> would have a heat check yeah but um yeah, I, I just think like a solid three. Perfect, perfectly enjoyable movie. Yeah. I don't care to rewatch it, but I'm kind of glad I did watch it. And I'm very interested to see like what Jake Johnson is going to do. Yeah. Because I do wonder what it would be like if he's given like a much huger budget. This is a perfect segue to kind of start a new segment that I wanted to do on the show called Guide to the Stars. Where now, first of all, I I thought way too hard and long about <laughs> what I was going to call this. I was initially going to call it like Guide to the A Listers and the Modern Actor Playbook. Like I had like seventy names for it, but I landed on Guide to the Stars. And can you sing a little jingle for us, in That's what. No, never mind. It just sounds like you're clearing your throat. Guide with the stars to the stars. Wait, what is it? Guide to the stars. What did I say? You said guide with the stars, which is that which sounds like it's like a soap opera from the 1970s. That's okay. Um, basically, like just we kind of want to go over like some A-listers, their career, where they are at the moment, and possibly where they could go in the future. And I thought Jake Johnson was a good actor to start with because he's somebody that you and I really really enjoy really really like so what is it about jake johnson for you jake johnson i think it's all about jake johnson's self-awareness yes yeah and sometimes you can get bored of somebody playing the same dude over and over again Mm -hmm. but he just plays jake johnson so well yeah that every time i see him i just like get really happy and he's i think that he was the mvp of new girl throughout its entire run Mm, yeah uh, it's either him or Max Greenfield. Yeah. And he, he, every single line of dialogue that he has in that show is so funny because of the way that he delivers it. He's one of the, he's a really underrated deliverer of, of lines. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, he sort of represents to me what I think could maybe be a negative from being in 
an extremely popular show, but especially a popular sitcom, because it seems like it happens more with sitcom actors. If they're really successful, they sort of get boxed in to those roles. And I think he's even talked about how he constantly got offered like Nick Miller-esque guys, these like man children who didn't know how to behave as adults post the show. I mean, even when he was on the show, like his first big movie role um, while he was on New Girl was No Strings Attached, and he played a guy named Eli, but you could basically just call him like Nick Miller. Like he's Ashton Kutcher's friend who like is living, is his roommate and doesn't have a job and and is very Nick Mm Miller-esque, right? Um, And I think he's spent the last few years of his career trying to break out of that. I mean, if you look at his shows post New Girl, it's like Stumptown and Minx, and those are two guys that do have a little bit of a darker side to them. His character in Minx specifically is like kind of a con man, but is also really successful. And 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 also kind of passionate about what he does. Yeah, kind of like is definitely at the highest form or at the at the top of his career. It's just that his career happens to be like porn magazines Mm -hmm. in the 70s. Um, But I definitely think he's somebody, too, that isn't necessarily comfortable with the idea of like celebrity and fame in a way. Yep. I, I, it kind of seems that way. I just don't know if it's because, like, he was New Girl was his start, it was his Mm -hmm. big break. If you look at his IMDb before then, it's just a bunch of like one off roles and TV shows and stuff. But he's 33 when he gets that role, and that's kind of, you know, kind of a little bit on the older side, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, he's married by then, by season three, he has two kids, so there's never that like tabloid rumors like is he dating zoe deschanel or anything like that so yeah he's just kind of still like an enigma you kind of don't know anything really about his life he's an enigma but at the same time like he seems like an everyday regular guy you see him on any podcast yeah and he's just like a dude he's just a dude like he goes on talk shows and he's either wearing like a flannel or like a henley and jeans like he he does seem like uh, just sort of a regular everyday guy like sort of how we were talking about like paul giamatti like seems yeah. like somebody you would run into at the grocery store it does seem like you would run into him at the grocery store i think it's unfortunate that people just kind of view him as nick miller because i think he's a really underrated like actor like, I think he can give really good performances when he needs to. I mean, his first, like, big movie post, well, he was still on New Girl, but, like, his first big movie role was this movie called Safety Not Guaranteed, which is, like, a, it premiered at Sundance. It, it stars Aubrey Plaza, and she basically plays, like, a reporter that goes undercover, uh, answers an ad in, like, a, a magazine from a dude who needs somebody to time travel with him, claims he has a time machine, needs somebody um, to to go back in time with him. But G. Johnson plays, like, her boss slash co-worker, and he's a real, like, dick in the movie. <laughs> like, he's he's attempting to, like redeem himself but he starts off and he's very misogynistic and and kind of homophobic and we've seen him play that character a couple times like his his character in win it all which i think is one of his more successful movies on netflix was also that way too do you have a favorite jake johnson role i just haven't seen enough of jake johnson Mm -hmm. which i think 
like I just need more Jake Johnson. I need yeah. to see him do like more things. Like he put him in Oppenheimer or something. You know, oh, you want like a dramatic Jake. I Johnson. want I want to see Jake Johnson do something dramatic. And we haven't really seen like a full drama role from him. Like it's like Stumptown and uh, Win It All and Minks. Like these still do have comedic elements, which to them. I don't know if he's ever going to actually do a drama. You know, I yeah, I don't I don't know if he wants to do a drama because that's the thing is that he's had many different paths that he could go down. Like he what he was just he did an interview for I think it was Bustle. He's done a big pr- promotional tour for Self Reliance, and I think he did an interview in Bustle magazine. But he basically talked about how his agents really wanted him to go down the modern sitcom star turned blockbuster movie star role, like we saw Chris Pratt and John Krasinski and even Kumail Nanjiani do, where you get super ripped, super buff, mm-hmm. and you're leading all these blockbuster movies. And he even did it. He was in The Mummy. The 2017 oh Tom God, Cruise he was movie. In the mummy. Yeah, he was in it, and he talked in that interview about how he absolutely despised <laughs> the experience. He actually wanted out of it two weeks in, and he couldn't get out of his contract. But he talks about how like Tom Cruise really made him get in shape for the movie. That was probably like the thinnest he ever was. You can kind of see it in. I think it's either like the final season of new girl or halfway through season six, he just looks like he has lost a bunch yeah. of weight and like ditches the beard and stuff. And he had a horrible experience on, on that. Maybe, maybe he should have eased into it. Maybe the mummy is a little bit too intense. Maybe you're working, working with, with Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, he was also in tough. Jurassic world too, which was also directed by Colin Trevorrow who directed safety, not guaranteed. He's just had a, horrible what career downwards yeah spiral. this sundance like breakout and then he directs the jurassic world movies and the book of henry which is like one of the biggest financial <laughs> and critical bombs yeah of all time but it doesn't but he openly was like that that does not interest me and you hear him he he can talk about movies just as well as like Bill Hader can yeah. or any of those people. He talks about how self-reliance was really inspired by a bunch of like Japanese game shows that he sort of binge watched <laughs> over the pandemic. And so it seems like if he is going to be a part of these big blockbusters, it's going to be like his role in like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, yeah. which I think is which a- he's so good. Yeah, he's so good in it. I think that's a pretty. I think 2018 is a pretty important year in his career because he does Spider-Man and Tag in the same year. And even though Tag wasn't a critical success, I think he came out of it looking the best of anybody. Yeah, because I think everyone thought he and and John Hamm were the two that worked really well in that the, movie. Yeah, he the two of them were. I mean, I think it just made people realize that he really does have chemistry. With anything oh yeah for sure he has really good chemistry with he could have chemistry with a wall yeah yeah he really does and i think he he's able to work with anybody in that way and he's like we said like he's he's worked with the biggest people and and tom cruise and and chris pratt and he's worked with a bunch of these smaller like indie yeah, people. the fact that he's worked with all these big people but yet like nobody ever like talks about those you know with when they bring up him right it's always this sort of like smaller stuff like he worked he's found his muses uh his directors that he wants to work with like he's worked with um a guy named joe swanberg i think it's been about three times they did drinking buddies and then they did um win it all and digging for fire which is a really really underrated movie 
very short, like self-reliance, but it's him and Rosemary Duet. Joe Swanberg is like a very improvisational guy. His scripts for the most part are pretty improv. He'll just tell his actors, here's what I want you to, here's where I want the scene to end. You at least need to say something like this in the scene. But besides that, just go for it, do whatever you want. It doesn't totally work for me all the time but i think he has very interesting ideas and his movies yeah very interesting way to make a movie yeah for sure and digging for fire is this like it's him it's jake johnson and rosemary dewitt and they buy a new house and they find a gun buried in their backyard and that just sort of starts a spiral for this couple it's a very interesting movie and also like he he can get really for whatever reason like these really big stars to be in his movie like (laughs) sam rockwell just comes off the bench for like three scenes in that movie it's it's pretty great but it's interesting that he he could have had that like blockbuster career because there is a sort of like he's kind of a handsome guy yeah Yeah. i think people do find him pretty attractive yeah like because of how like like nonchalant he is yeah like there's an everyman quality to him um like if you look at like the people that nick miller dates in new girl like he's dating like (laughs) lizzie kaplan and olivia munn and megan fox towards the end and you never doubt that he could get somebody because he's incredibly charming right incredibly funny um do you remember his episode of mythic quest did you watch that episode i that is kind of what i want him to do it's basically a short film it's a short film it's purposefully like it's the standalone episode it's the standalone of all standalone episodes yeah it's just him and uh lizzie kaplan christine miliani christine miliani i always confuse them too yeah yeah (laughs) and they are so good together yeah he is really unbelievable in it and he in like he's sort of i guess he's really good at hiding his emotions too especially in that episode it's a very contained performance a very contained character there's nothing like overtly funny about his performance in there he's not doing like the nick miller style like he's one of the funniest screamers that we have like when he screams it just automatically makes you laugh but he's not doing anything in that episode it's very similar to his role in stumptown he's just kind of had like really bad luck when it comes to his tv stuff yeah like stumptown gets renewed for a second season and then they cancel it because of covid because they shoot in portland and they're not allowed to shoot uh -hmm. during covid and then he gets minks and he's talks super passionately about minks and it's an hbo max show and then then he gets involved in like yeah and then warner brothers just collapses they they get involved in like a corporate merger and become a layoff in that merger and then yeah stars rescues it and the same things happens at stars like stars is going through a whole restructuring Mm -hmm. process they just officially canceled it um so it's not coming back for a third season it also doesn't sound like i mean there's a lot of rumors as to whether or not he's going to return for the third spider-man movie because i think he said in an interview that he hadn't yet recorded his lines i think that that i just think that they're far behind because i also think Haley steinfeld said the same thing okay okay. i think that they i don't know in what universe they thought they were going to pull the movie out in march it's supposed to come out march of this year yeah i don't know where they got i don't know why they thought that because it's clear that i don't even think they finished the script yeah but i just i think that he's you can't have the movie without him he he 
yeah, it, he's just so funny. I haven't seen the second one, but in the first one, I was like, wow, that was a really funny, also heartfelt performance, yeah. too. Like, he, he does... Um, he, has a, he has a really good conversation with Miles in the in the second one. And that's what I mean. Like, he can do that, and then he can also be, like, super mean and degrading to Ophelia Lovey Bond and Minx. Like, he can do both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So... You you'd like to see him do a drama next? That would I, like be I, next. I'm very interested to see him do a drama. I just do you think that he is a like natural born leading man, or is he a, much more of a supporting like second lead? That is a really really good question because I could see it both ways. I think he could actually flourish if he wanted to do a drama flourish in sort of an Oppenheimer style movie where he comes in for like two or three scenes um, and, and sort of steals the show in that way. Cause he hasn't, the stuff that he's led, like he led let's be cops that didn't totally that didn't work, work at the box well, office yeah. and it wasn't like super critically successful. So I could see it both ways honesty i think that it would i think that him being in a supporting role is just like a little bit more exciting yeah because he has also been a part of a lot of the ensembles like a lot of his critical films that have received what you know all these rave reviews it's been like drinking buddies which has a big ensemble and safety not guaranteed he's like the third or fourth lead in that movie it's really more aubrey plaza's movie than anybody else's so I, I could definitely see that happening for him in the future. I want to see him work with maybe a bigger director. Yeah. Not like obviously like Colin Trevorrow do like Jurassic World big, <laughs> yeah. but a bigger like comedy director maybe. He never did get in like the Judd Apatow verse. He never did. He doesn't have like a crew. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like he, he never, he could have done that. Um, Which it definitely seems like if you want to, make it in comedy you have to have a crew yeah and i don't know if it was because like tag didn't work or what but he never really did that i'm just i'm trying to think of like a good indie comedy director like he could have easily been in the andy samberg role in palm springs yeah you know he easily could have done that maybe in a cooper rafe Project. Oh yeah, that I would be a that good would one. be very interesting. That'd be an interesting one, yeah, for sure. Like, there's a bunch of those small like indie movies that he could be in. He could have been in like Cha Cha Real Smooth mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I hope he he's obviously like completely fine where, with where he is oh, now. It yeah. seems like he's he's really happy. He has like this podcast with his his really close friend that's doing really well, but. I think he can do those darker performances, those more dramatic performances. I think a part of him wants to, just from everything mm-hmm. that I've read and, and heard from him in interviews before. And I hope he gets the opportunity to do that. I'm it, Just no matter what, anytime I see him in anything, I just get so happy. And he's always good in everything he that is. he is in. Yeah. He doesn't even have a project lined up next. I'm not saying that he should like do like Ozark or like lead a dark no. drama. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we love him. We want to see him do more stuff. Everybody loves Jake Johnson. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of You Wouldn't Get It. Goodbye.